1: Today's episode of Saints Happy Hour is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They are here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats. Go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org. Open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled sportsdrink without the vowels. That's S P R T -S 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 S. D-R-N-K. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Hey, Ralph. Ralphie, Andrew, and Dave. All right, I got, got a little intel. Your Saints Happy Hour podcast? Yeah, yeah. It's a joke, all right? And I'll tell you what. You, Ralph, you mispronounce everything, okay? I listen, I go, what the? Does he not know the English language? All Ralph. Right, Try to get an English class in there every now and then, okay, pal? Now, Andrew! Think you're smart, huh? Think you're smart? Get in a big trouble, pal. He's using shit like you for breakfast. And then, of course, there's Dave. Dave, a little obnoxious. Got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, huh? You got to cut people down all the time. Is that what you got to do? But uh, know that life is good. Appreciate it. Do what you do. Keep on keeping on. Shooter! Out! <laughs> oh! All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. It is a Wednesday, so we are doing the Twitter spaces. Uh, we're going to try to do this regularly in the off season. Uh, thanks for joining us. You should support the show uh, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe, and become a patron. We're the best Saints podcast out there. We do a podcast every day, we have great content, it's amazing. You should support the show. Andrew's with us, Andrew. The coaching search. Your your thoughts as we? I think we're getting near the end because Mickey Loomis said they ain't going to, or I forget who said it, but they're not going to interview him again. So they're just doing one interview, which is really weird to me for a big time job okay. like NFL.
0: You know what? First, I got two things to say. First of all, this app was driving me crazy. I had like a Spotify <laughs> green room because number one, it won't work on the iPad. The iPad says that. You know, it, it's not ready for the iPad yet. So explain to me why it works on my iPhone, but not my iPad. That makes no sense. Secondly, I, don't know. Secondly, I was trying to do it on my laptop so I could use the, uh, the Blue Yeti, but my laptop, I don't know. I, I was on there, I was listening to everything both of you were saying, but Ralph <laughs> said he couldn't see me. So I don't know what that yeah. was all about. Yeah, La- I have lastly, to say. Lastly, I also want to say that uh, the first thing I heard when I came back on was Bud Rich going full Ralph. And he was—he kind of mixed Darren, Darren Rizzi, the
3: special that's team right.
0: coach for the States. He kind of mixed him and Diana Rusini. I don't know if you heard that, but it was like he said, I think he said Darren Rusini or something.
3: Yeah. Like I know it's just five letters, but I've never heard it pronounced in person. I, I know, it's, I think it's like, what, Rizzi
0: or that something? That sounds like the it, worst olive. It's four, olive. Letters. It's, four letters. Sounds, it's Rizzi. That Rizzi, sounds like okay. the worst
1: olive garden dish ever. You yes. combine... Rusini and Rizzy. Look,
0: like you're normally you're like super on point. So, like I just like this is like a unicorn. We just saw you route. <laughs> <laughs> I right. just
3: I've been driving for two plus hours. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm in Winfield for my, for uh for my job. They needed me out in Winfield for my job because a bunch of people quit. So I'm so I'm exhausted.
0: You get well, me a little slack. Well, no, <laughs> no, I'm not, I will not do that because you're never wrong, and this might be the only chance I ever have. <laughs> All right, Jude.
1: Well, here's the th- here's the thing. Final th- final question, buddy. Do you think it's going to be Dennis Allen?
3: Yeah, I-, I think I still think it's his to lose. I think Flores definitely gets a notch up just because with everything he's doing. But if there's, I think it's going to come down to three coaches. It's going to be Dennis Allen. It's going to uh, be Brian Flores, and I- and I will say Doug Pearson. I like uh, Aaron Glenn. I mean, if he does get it, that, that will be honestly the most surprising one, because I can definitely them seeing getting Darren uh, Reezy uh, the job, but uh, I think it's going to be between Dennis Allen, uh, Flores and Peterson, and I think it's going to be uh, Dennis Allen probably seven times out of 10.:
1: I tell you what. Uh, Brian Flores, he has every right to be incredibly angry with what the NFL did. But yeah. I have to say, like, he he loves to coach. And he might have said his career, like, burned it to the ground over this, which he's totally right to do. Andrew, I don't know how I, I would feel if I'm interviewing for – there's only 32 jobs in the world of being an NFL head coach. And I get a text about the job that I'm supposedly going to interview for and somebody – is congratulating me for the job, but they texted the wrong Ralph. I think I might be as mad as Brian Flores was. Like it, it's it's understandable well, and, and, and how if mad you know he was.
0: Two, if you know two Ralphs, you should uh, start re-questioning. <laughs> there's no
1: game. there's no other Ralph in the world besides me that's under the age of fifty. Yeah. That's a fact. All right.
3: I will I will also say this: if if a team does hire Flores, because the other job he might get is probably the Houston Texans, and if both the saints and the texans him a job i think he will just go with the saints because there's no track record of the owners in the front office being really shitty in terms of personality because we we know the history with the texans
1: well, well here's the thing with the texans their general manager is on the headset during the game which is about the most uh screwed up thing i've ever heard like there's it's like
0: micromanaging right yeah, like that Ralph. that's
1: don't forget, Jimmy Haslam was literally
3: texting Kyle Shanahan <laughs> back when he was the offensive coordinator for the Browns. What I forgot place that. You should call. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This I isn't the most that. absurd thing I can imagine.
1: Yeah, I mean, but texting and being on the headset is all a whole different thing. Um,
0: well, I at, least he, at least he's not Mickey Loomis being on the headset listening to the other team. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> to... yeah,
1: the, Saints, right. the Saints shot that down so fast. He,
0: he, he, They're he, like, I, John
1: Barr, you're fully. I shit.
0: have changed my mind on the right. coaching search. At first, I don't look if it changes every 30 seconds, but at first I thought I wanted Dennis Allen. I wanted Dennis Allen. I wanted the continuity. There was a lot of reasons to go that route. Then I was like, nah, you know, I want Byron Leftwich. He worked with Tom Brady. He won a Super Bowl. I want an innovative young mastermind coach and then i saw the peterson news and i was like eh, do we do we want a coach that won a super bowl did i just say his name wrong what was his yeah. name the guy it's with the Eagles, peterson. Peterson, right? yeah, peterson, peterson, peterson yeah okay. just remember Sorry, it's, there's I, no t in there myself. i thought I was, I was uh doubting myself for a second there but so then i was kind of yeah. into that but i i've changed my mind again i want flores because here's the thing <laughs> if you're gonna stick it to roger goodell If you're going (laughs) to stick your neck out there like that and go... The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.
2: So I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate.
0: Full scorched earth against the NFL and Roger Goodell. That's yeah. who I want coaching. That's it. Oh, oh, yeah. The here's the thing. We're already getting all the awful calls. The refs already hate us. They're already paid off to make sure we don't make the Super Bowl cough 2018 cough. So if we're going to be full heel, like why not have Flores as a coach, bring back Jameis Winston while you're at it. And I'll take the most hated quarterback in the league too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And here's the thing, like, you know, Brian Flores, if he's willing to risk his career, over a thing that he thinks is right, by the way. And he thinks he, he he's doing this for black well, coaches. He, he's trying he to make right. change. But he is right. He's 100% right. But if he's willing to do that, you know this man, after games, when calls go bad, he's going to give no fucks. And All his right. postgame will be amazing. I am here for it. Uh, I, think this needs to ha- I think this needs to happen. I think this needs to happen.
3: And, and honestly, whoever does hire him will have fan support 100 percent because I don't think there's any anyone that I've seen that I've seen be vocal that says what Flores is doing is stupid. No, I, I think whoever hires him will be like, you know what, you're sticking to the NFL, you're sticking <laughs> up for everyone, you, you got my back 100. I'll here's, I'll support you
1: no matter what. Here's here's my question, Andrew and, and uh, Butteridge. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Andrew, is Michael does. Flores, if the Saints would hire him, does it, it infuriate the NFL more and it just makes the Saints the, the perfect wrestling heel? Or is the NFL like grateful to the Saints and they're like, thank God, Gail, you bailed us out. We're gonna fix the comp pick formula that no one understands, and we're gonna give you like five
0: third-round picks. I, this I'm gonna year. tell you right now what the NFL wants the Saints to do more than anything. Okay. They want them not to hire Brian Flores, but they want them to hire Aaron Glenn. Right now, the NFL is saying, please, Saints, don't hire that guy because he's suing us. And so we want to make sure everyone knows he's an idiot and he's wrong. But make sure you hire the other African-American candidates so that we, we can say, see, you're, he, he's not getting hired because he's not the right candidate. But by the way, the NFL is all about Diversity, diversity. that, that, that could be the that would be the biggest solid that the Saints could do. Um, but but to the NFL. But we should. But the Saints should never. Yeah. Be solid one to the NFL.
1: one final thing on the Brian Flores thing, and this I find hysterically hysterical. Although it probably wasn't hysterical to Brian Flores when he interviewed with Denver, he he said that John Elway was drunk and they were an hour late, and John Elway was like, "No, I wasn't drunk. I was." eating the horse paste to not get COVID. I
0: was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast. That's why I was late.
1: And the thing is though, John Elway might be an actual horse. So him (laughs) take eating horse paste, that is a little bit too on the nose. Like,
0: yeah, I mean, I don't know what John Elway proved with that statement, but I, 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 I think it, may, it makes him look worse. Not
1: a, it does. Like if, it really at does. least he would have he been like, yeah, I was, I was just on a bender. You know, we forgot that he had the interview. Things happen. I'm sorry. Saying I was eating the horse paste. Like that's worse. But I mean, Andrew, that was terrible. Yeah. the title of this Twitter space is end the title of this podcast if you're listening later. And if you're listening later, Subscribe wherever you get your podcast and become a patron. We need to support me and Andrew want to do this full time. I want to be able to just talk Saints from my den all day long and get paid to do it. It's my dream to to be able to podcast the Saints full-time as a full-time job. Support us so my dreams and Andrew's dreams can happen. <laughs> the title of this pod the title of the show is why Sean Payton left the Saints. And I think you made a compelling case to me while we were talking on the phone today earlier about why you think Sean Payton left. Uh, And he wasn't being completely honest at his press conference. I like your theory. Lay it out for the people.
0: Well, I just think if you look at Sean Payton and uh, I mean, just talking seriously, I know we're all jokes all the time, but I I, I think when you look at this past season and he said that he was maybe looking to make a move when training camp started, that this felt like it could be it. I, I think reality kind of set in pretty quick that Drew Brees wasn't there anymore. And then you start to consider Sean Payton cares about his legacy. He cares mm-hmm. about the potential of him getting into the Pro Football Hall of Fame one day. Um, and he's looking at a team that no longer has a quarterback. And now, as the season evolved, Jameis Winston blew out his ACL uh, just as things were getting good. Then he couldn't go to Taysom because he had the foot issue. Then he had the concussion. And so. By the time he finally went to taste him at the end of the year, he broke his foot, and we don't even know if he's going to be ready for the start of the season. So there was all that. Quarterback is big time unsettled. Mm-hmm. On, top, on top of that, you're dealing with a situation where you're up against the cap a little bit, and I don't know that there's a bunch of clear answers in terms of where they go from here roster-wise. And if you don't re-sign Armstead and you don't re-sign – Marcus Williams, This team is probably going backwards. Like at minimum, you need to get those two guys back, but you'd really like to get Quan Alexander back too. And maybe, you know, I mean, they're probably going to lose Malcolm Jenkins. It probably will cut him or he'll, maybe he'll retire. And they're definitely losing Bradley Roby. So like you look at all that in totality, and it's going to be hard to be a player in free agency. Again, this roster is probably going backwards. And so it's like, this team is, I mean, if we're being honest and you look at all those things together and I'm sure Mickey Loomis could cap it together, you know, figure out a way to keep this team competitive, but do you really want to suffer through trying to squeak into the playoffs for the next two or three years, or would you be better off ripping it to the studs right now? That that's really, I think the fundamental question for the saints. And I think either way, Sean Payton has been with the saints a long time and He, I I just don't think he wants to be around for either of those things. And I just, I want to go back to like the statement that he made that he left it better than he found it, obviously from a historical perspective, completely true from, from an accomplishment perspective, completely true. But when you think about what he started with, it was a blank freaking canvas, Mm -hmm. man. It was, it was, it was complete autonomy on who he could add. Tons of cap room. He was able to go out in free agency and spend the most money on a quarterback that year. And by the way, he had the number two pick in the NFL, and he would parlay that in taking Reggie Bush. What the Saints have now to the next guy coming in is is a cap situation that's difficult to manage. Mm -hmm. Tough tough decisions surrounding a bunch of contracts that they're kind of saddled with, like Michael Thomas coming off an injury, Cam Jordan, who is $20 million in dead money. Uh, Demario Davis, that's $10 million in dead money and no real cap savings if you cut either of them. And look, those are good players. I'm not saying they should cut them, but I'm just saying that's what a new coach is coming into in a mediocre pick at 18. So I do think he left the organization better than he found it in terms of like the structure, the culture, all of those things. But this is not a great situation for a new coach to come into, and I just think Sean Payton probably feels like, "Hey, I can go do media for a couple of years, and if I want to come back to the NFL, I can pick my spot." And and, and what if at that point, let's say Andy Reid retires? Could you imagine like the opportunity to work, work with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City to go to the Chargers? It maybe work with
1: the Chargers would fire that coach into the they're going to fire that coach into the sun if he doesn't make the playoffs this year.
0: Well, right, and then like who who would be the next logical guy? Well, like you're trying to develop your superstar quarterback. I cannot think of a better situation than getting Sean Payton. Yeah, and here's
1: the thing. Here's the thing. I I said to you uh, today, and I firmly believe it. And this is for all Saints fans. I think we need to put our I don't want Sean Payton in Dallas. I think we need to put that aside for the greater good. And we need to treat Dallas like a potential treasure trove of draft picks. What you want as a Saints fan, because Sean Payton is probably going to Dallas. What we want, you don't want Dallas going like 11-6, 12-5, making the playoffs, and then Mike McCarthy crapping the bed like he always does and Dallas losing. No, 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 no. We need the Cowboys. We need the wheels to come off. I don't know exactly how that would happen because their roster is really good. But that's what we need. We need the wheels of Dallas to come completely off and Jerry Jones to be in a panic and be like, I am 75 years old. I have this loaded roster. We are 3-7. and seven. I need Sean Payton now. Mickey Loomis, you want a first and a third. You want a first and a second here Get this done. Get Sean on a plane to Dallas. That's what we need. I think we need to treat Dallas like a treasure trove of picks and root for their utter ruination in 2022.
0: Well, my only hesitation there is that then they maybe wouldn't feel like they were close. I actually think like eight and nine would be better because then it could be like –
1: Oh, that's a good point.
0: Blamed only on McCarthy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, we had the roster, we had the talent, and McCarthy <laughs> helped us <them> back. <laughs> you know, we were supposed to a, make the playoffs. <laughs> it's almost better, honestly, if they make the playoffs and then lose a home game again. Like, yeah, lo- that, lose to a team that's grossly inferior and just get housed in the
1: playoffs. That would... You know, actually, that's better. I have the dream scenario. I have it. Number two seed, Dallas... First week wild card weekend, playing the eight eight and one NFC South division champion New Orleans Saints, <laughs> and the Saints go to Dallas, win, and before Mickey Loomis gets on the bus to fly back to New Orleans, the trade with Sean Payton is finalized. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Do we like? I like it. I like I that like there. Um, so the thing is with the Saints, you look at their, you mentioned their roster and what they have to do. I look at Mobile and, um, I know people are still saying that Pickett, the quarterback for Pittsburgh, he might be there because apparently he has the, he has the hand size of a child, um, and his hands are small and tiny, so he might not get picked. But but I just look at him.
0: He's, got, I, he's got Joe Burrow
1: disease. <laughs> he's got the Joe. away. Yeah, everybody needs to stay away. But I really think that he like I think he's as likely to be the Saints' quarterback in 2022 as Russell Wilson. I really 100 percent believe that. Um, well,
0: because you, you think he's going top ten.
1: I, I think he's going top ten. Yeah. So that so then it becomes: Is it Carson Strong? Is it Willis? What are they What are they going to do at quarterback? And also, too, like if they decide that they want to go rookie quarterback and they and they decide, hey, maybe they decide, hey, we, we like three of them, they still kind of have to hedge. Who do you think would be the veteran quarterback that they would sign if Jameis leaves or whatever? Who's the veteran that they sign in case it all goes wrong in the draft and they have like a run at quarterback and the Saints are holding the bag at 18 and they're like – we didn't get the rookie quarterback we want, and we don't have Jameis. We signed this guy as like Plan C. Who do Dude, you think it
0: was? You you don't you don't want to know. I mean, I don't even think we want to go down this road. And have this conversation <laughs> it's it's gonna get dark and it's gonna get sad real quick. I mean, I I, I know you you know, who, you know who I told you who Plan B was if they didn't sign if they didn't resign Jameis this year. Uh,
1: Jacoby Brisket from the Colts. Yes, yes. the, the Dolphins.
0: Percent, yeah, he, he, he was Plan B. So. Um, you know, that, that would have been the guy if they had lost Jameis. And so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't want to go down this path. So anyway, the, the point is, it, but, but look, drafting a quarterback is interesting because, and I do think this team is in a conundrum here in the sense that do they go for it? And it's not, I mean, Nick Underhill says they're going for it. So he, he thinks that they're going to try to field the most competitive roster. They'll navigate the Loomis it again and try to feel the most competitive roster they can and go for the NFC South. And there is some merit to it, I think, in the sense that at least right now, before free agency start, it seems like the NFC South is the most non-competitive division of football. Or, or it'll be competitive in the sense that they all suck, but like, there, there's it's... no team that stands out as very good. And so even if the Saints field a less good team than they have, the last two years, and that feels like a given, honestly. Um, unless they have less injuries, obviously. But but even if they have at, at the start of the season, right, going into the season, a weaker roster, they could still win the division based on what we're looking at right now. So that would be one path to go. The other path would be, like I said, rip it, rip it to the studs. And like you know me, Ralph, like I'm always rooting for a win. I never play for draft yeah. I, I don't want my team to play for draft picks, but like. There, I do think there's some merit to it here. Like, let's get the cap in order. Your first year with your new coach, like, let's let's let him build the way he wants to build it. And it, you know, if we if we have to trade a bunch of players, get a bunch of assets in the draft, and then mm-hmm. re- reload, and then be ready to go in 2023 once you've cleaned the cap up a little bit. I, I think there's merit to that approach. But do, do
1: you think Sean Payton, Payton is- left because Taysom
0: Hill didn't suck his dick well enough?
1: Oh, Peter. Peter, why you got to be that way? Uh, I mean, I would say <laughs> did you, this: Did
0: you let him in, or did he sneak
1: in? He, I let him in. He, I requested to speak. I didn't know he was gonna. I was gonna talk about oral sex with But I will say this: uh, It's hard to. Have, it's hard to do. You know, poor Taysom's got two bum feet. Peter, I don't think he's worried about, about about oral sex. I will say. I will say this though about the Saints and the and the and the. Case for the
0: I'm pretty sure Taysom Hill wouldn't allow that. That's yeah, I know
1: he's Mormon, he's clean cut, yeah. Yeah. But, but the reason I think you can make the case for the Saints doing a full rebuild is if the Saints were in another division like the NFC West, let's say, or the AFC West, where you're going to play Mahomes twice and Derek Carr twice and Herbert twice, you go on and do a full rebuild, you might not be. It's legitimately, you could be like, we might not be competitive till right. 2027 20, right. or whatever. You could look at the NFC South and you could be like, everybody sucks. Now is the time to do the complete rebuild because no one's going to be good for two or three years. And we're just evening the playing field and let's build it, let's tear it down and build it up right and count on. Carolina not knowing what they're doing, Tampa not knowing what they're doing, and Atlanta not knowing what they're doing, which is a pretty good bet historically. So uh, I can see the case for uh, tearing it down. I just don't think they will because as any NFL person person or you'll t- you'll you'll say, look, when you have a roster that you think can win a division title, You don't tear it down. And that's why even when Drew Bleas left this past year, the Saints weren't tearing that thing down. You do not tear a team that's gone 13 and 3, 13 and 3, 12, and 4. You don't tear that down, right? So I think the case, the case for them, they're not gonna tear it down. I don't think they wanna tear it down, but free agency. Is not a guarantee. You don't know how it's going to go. What if they decide not to tag Marcus Williams and they can't re sign Armstead and they can't get a, a contract extension? Well, th-
0: this, no. is, this is why I think they need to draft a quarterback no matter what, because that's th- a common denominator with either approach. And I, I, I say that because if you're trying to develop a roster, you rip it to the studs and you're, you're trying to build from scratch. You need a quarterback to build that around. You need your franchise guy. You've see, you you've seen mm-hmm. how far that's gotten Cincinnati in just two years, right? You find that guy, yeah, you're set. Um, and if you're a team that is struggling with the cap, man, what better thing? Than to have a guy on a rookie salary as your starting quarterback
1: for four right? years for, for four years
0: yes so I, either way regardless of what their approach is the best case scenario here is to come out of the first round with a quarterback that can actually give you plus play you know in a couple of years so I, I kind of look at it as either way man if you can get a guy like a Carson Strong in your building and he's and he's your guy man, and look it's a great thing that Taysom Hill is on the roster maybe he starts this year and. Because, you know, eventually he's going to get hurt and someone's going to have to come in for him. So, like, if that's strong, that would be great. And maybe he gets some reps his rookie season and then eventually he's the full-time starter in year two kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be – it's it's fascinating, especially with Armstead because I was under the impression, like, during the year, I was like, Armstead – He's hurt all the time. He's not gonna get a big deal. He's gonna get like a one-year, really nice <laughs> deal. No, 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 no. He he was rated number two on ESPN's free agents. 25 list. million a year. Some team is going to pay him like he wasn't injured in 2021. And their reasoning is gonna be: we have to spend this money. Let's just get the most elite. Player we can get on the offensive line, and let's just hope he's healthy. Like Cincinnati, no, seven. No, it's
0: not. It's not even that, Ralph. It's realistically they look at it like this. Realistically, we're getting Armstead for eleven games this year. I will take Armstead for eleven games over the bullshit that we've had attacked tackle <laughs> seventeen all day, every day. That's what every NFL team is saying.
1: Yeah, so he's gonna get. He's gonna get paid. I and I just like. I don't, don't see him giving the Saints – I don't see him giving the Saints a discount because, like, I don't think the Saints would come close to paying him $25 million, So it would be, have to be like – it would have – it would almost be like the DeMario Davis deals, but even more ridiculous that he would have to give the Saints on a discount, I think. And I just I – don't, I don't see it.
0: Well, you know, if they let him walk. The odds of taking yet another offensive line. I just. Don't oh, put that no. Out there for the fans that all, all want him to walk <laughs> so the Saints don't have to pay him $25 million a year. I get it. But what you're rooting for, if you're saying you want Armstead to walk, is you're rooting for another offensive line to be taken in the first round. I'm just saying. You, you can't have it both ways. So, like,
1: yeah. You pick one. I mean,. Not only that, I I could see if Armstead leaves, I could see the Saints not moving up, like, drastically, but I could see them being like, hey, here's a third-round pick. We'll do the Jamal Brown thing where we move up five spots to get that number one tackle on our board, which I think would send Saints Twitter into a a sadness spiral that (laughs) would take all offseason to recover from.
0: You know, it's funny, like, I don't see – I see the biggest challenge this off season with the Saints. I don't I don't see it at coach because they have some great candidates that they're interviewing right now. I mean, in all seriousness,
1: you know, mm-hmm. I like
0: Flores. I think there's a lot of reasons why you probably just go with Dennis Allen and maybe that's the route they go. I like Aaron Glenn a lot. I like Darren Rizzi. Like, I think they've got some great candidates. I still hope they give uh, the offensive coordinator, of the Chiefs a shot, Eric – the enemy? Yep. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I'd love to see him come in for an interview. But, like, I, I think there's some good candidates here. So, like, and, and they're doing their due diligence and they're being methodical about it. You know Mickey Loomis isn't going to fast-track this and, and do a sloppy job here. He's going to make a good pick. So, I'm not worried about coach. I'm a little worried about quarterback. But I feel like at least they've got Taysom Hill. So, at least they have something. Like, it's not that I think Taysom Hill's great or anything. But at least – at least he can make plays with his feet, you know. So like I am not too worried about receiver. Like they can find a receiver, you know. Can what I'm they?
1: Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Can they though? Like I thought that this offseason, and I was like, ah, Kenny Steeles, he can be a 40 catch receiver. It'll be okay. And it was not okay, Andrew. It was not okay.
0: Kenny Stills was in <laughs> fact not. A 40 catch receiver. Uh, I, I hear you, but, but my, my, I actually think this thing that concerns me the most is how much they've invested in the offensive line and how much it's blown up in their face. Now they, they had a lot of injuries, but I think at this stage you have to say, Andrews Pete has been a, a disappointment that he has not lived up to the contract. Cesar Ruiz has not lived up to the first round draft pick status. So like you feel good about McCoy. You feel good about Ramchek. Everything else is a question mark right now. Left yeah. tackle, left guard, right guard, and so what was once a strength we were talking about a year ago, Ralph, going into the season. That's right. That the Saints were maybe the best starting awesome. five offensive That's line right. in the NFL, and they were going to. We qu- and- saying with James, heard you know with Hurst, they were even one deep. we like, if someone went down. He, they could plug him in anywhere and still be probably a top ten offensive line, right? But like that never materialized. They had injuries. They had poor play. Ruiz was the only one that really played the whole season and, and stayed healthy. And he was the worst one of them all. That was that was the worst scenario in terms of which one would stick around for seventeen games. <laughs> so, I mean, he's like I don't think you can hand him a starting job next year. He's got to have competition and. and Like, what do they do on the offensive line is the biggest concern to me because I don't think they can bring these five guys back.
1: Thanks for listening to Saints Happy Hour. We are a family here. You know what families do? They support each other. And if you aren't a patron, we need your support. All the great content you consume for free takes time and money. If you love the show and listen regularly, please become a patron. We need you. Supporting Saints Happy Hour can cost you as little as 23 cents a day. That's what the Saints should have paid Kenny Stills. So please go to Patreon slash Saints Happy Hour and support the show today. And the thing is, it's it's funny because I remember in like 2018, 2019, and 2020, we were like, oh, this offensive line is so, at the end of the year, it's so banged up. It's not playing as good as it had in the middle of the year if they could just have a year where they were healthy what we didn't realize is 2018 2019 and 2020 was the healthy offensive line this year was the bad scenario uh, and you you're 100% right and and i don't know what you you, you got like you said you got it you got to bring at least a guard you got to bring in like a nick East, Easton quality guy to compete with ruiz like you you have to do that and it, if if Armstead leaves, they will 100% draft a tackle in the first or second round because I don't think they trust Young, although he did look good against the Eagles that one game, um, you know. Yeah. Uh, but they'll do it. And, and the thing is with the Saints is it's so difficult if they go – if, if, they, if they go significantly backwards in free agency and guys leave, because now this roster, you have holes different places. You have the giant hole at quarterback and receiver. So they go backwards. The fun part is, though, the NFC South is poverty. So, I mean, like right now. Who, who
0: scares you the most between – I mean, I, I think Tampa is going to be in full rebuild. I, I don't really see a scenario – where Tampa gets anything other than much worse than they were a year ago, <laughs> I could I could be proved wrong, but I, I think they're going to roll with Trask at quarterback. I think uh, oh, they, maybe they keep their defense, but like
1: make it know, so, wish it into, yeah. speak it into existence.
0: <laughs> I think Fournette's going to leave. I think Gronkowski's going to retire. So I, you know, I think they're going to lose a lot of a lot of people. But well, and I, I just think, yeah, I think Arians is going to
1: retire. I just look and and Arians has said to everybody on the coach staff, you can go and get a, you don't, you can leave and it doesn't have to be for a promotion. Like you could just go. So, like, they know. And the thing about Tampa is they did the sort of Saints cap shenanigans last year to keep the roster together and they got credit for it. Whereas the Saints do it, It's, it's mortgage in the future, it's terrible. You're in Capel. Tampa did it last year, it was brilliant keeping their team together, right? But here's the thing Tampa had never operated that way previously, like the Saints. The Saints, is, that's how that's normal operating procedure for the Saints. I think there's a case to be made that Tampa, their owners are going to be like, we did Loomis math for Brady. It was cool. We won a title. We almost won a title the second year. We're not doing that again. So we're hitting full reset. The team that scares me the most in the South, I think, and this is going to sound crazy is carolina because matt rule he will do anything to get a good quarterback he will mortgage every asset possible because if that dude starts one and four he's getting fired right so I, i think the team that scares me because carolina's defense is pretty good they got McCaffrey. they got some nice receivers they scare me the most. Like if they go get Watson or they go – got they got Russell Wilson or whoever, they would sca- – they scare me the most because a quarterback could make them very competitive. I think Atlanta, they're I'm still going to be meh.
0: I'm with you, but I don't really know what they do about Sam Darnold because he – that that's just, they only have thirteen million in, in cap space. And now, granted, we know Loomis has proven that thirteen million in the cap space yeah. might as well might as well be infinity. But but Darnold is eighteen. He's almost nineteen million against the cap. Yeah. Twenty twenty two, and I mean they they could cut him post June first, and and get you know well actually no he's in the final year of his deal so they can't so. He he's basically eighteen million, nineteen million against the cap, and they really like who who are they going to trade him for, right? If they trade him, then whoever takes him would take on all of that.
1: Well, they're going to do that. They'll do. They, I'll tell you what they'll do. They'll look at the teams with ridiculous amount of cap space, and they'll do the Brock Osweiler deal that that's the Texans that the Texans that, that the Texans. They'll say, hey, Jacksonville or whoever crappy team with or or, or, hey, Jets with 45 million in capsules. Will you take Sam Darnold back and we'll give you a 2023 second? which, by the way, would be the most hilarious scenario in this. That they trade him back to the Jets and have to give the Jets another pick to get rid of him. Um, we would just dunk on Matt Rule for days over that. Maybe for that might be an all-time. We just dunk on him forever. But Carolina does scare me in that Matt Rule, he's not gonna like, like the Saints, yes, they want a quarterback, but Mickey Loomis knows his job's secure. They're not, no one's getting fired if the Saints make a bad coaching hire, right? In front office. So the Saints, they have limits that they'll do to get Pickett, to get Russell Wilson, to get whoever, right? Carolina. I don't think they, they have limitations on what they'll do to get a quarterback. And they, they scare me the most. Atlanta, they won um seven games, but they are a they were a fraud because all their they they their every game they played, they either got housed or won by four. So They, they, their record is kind of a fraud and they still have a lot of issues with the Saints and they don't have a, I mean, Matt Ryan's not going to play forever and he looks, he's, he's still functional, but his arm is completely cooked. He's like end stage breeze. So I, I just look at the South man and it's like, if you told me right now that the Saints would go nine and eight in 2022, I would sign on the dotted line for that right now. And I would take my chances that I'm going to be hosting a playoff game. Seriously, Andrew. Like, if I said, 2022 Saints, you get nine wins right now, would you take uh, it? 100%. How, how, good, how good would you feel about winning the division with nine wins?
0: I'd, I'd need you to tell me who the starting quarterback is for each team going into the season. Because, like, yeah, if Watson goes to Carolina, then that's, that's a game changer.
1: I would say yeah. Jameis is back in Tampa.
0: Jameis M- back to Tampa.
1: Jameis is back in Tampa. No chance. No chance. M- M- Matt Ryan is quarterback for Atlanta, and Carolina has Jimmy G. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, I'll take my chance. But,
1: <laughs> there's no way James
0: is going back to Tampa. Zero chance.
1: Zero chance. Who? Zero. Well, who's it, who's it going to be then from Tampa? Like, what are they going to – I don't know what they do. If they go full rebuild, then they can they can just do whatever they want,
0: right? Yeah, I I think – I mean, Trask, I think, has as good of a chance as anyone. I mean, they did pick him in the second round. So, you know, he is supposed to be the heir, but – I don't
1: remember a single thing he did at Florida, like a single solitary thing that, that – he's not. He's not
0: good. <laughs>
1: the funny thing with Tampa is uh Byron Leftwich leaves, Bruce Arians retires, so then their whole coach their whole like coaching situation is blown up. And here's the thing, like Tampa, they do not have a history of making good decisions. Like Tom Brady went down there cuz they had a nice roster, it worked out. But like Tampa's history, they make horrible coaching hires like i would love i would love for tampa to be in a little bit of chaos right about now i think i think it would work out very well for the saints um
0: yeah who else do we got in our listeners i see uh ryan's in here skooks my dad jason anybody want to speak up yeah yeah we're gonna we're
1: gonna we're gonna say we're gonna say about uh about five or ten more minutes chime in speak up and as long as you're not talking about Taysom Hill giving getting or giving order. Felicia will let you will let you speak. (laughs) Um, But I like it. It's it it uh it reminds me of my old WWL days when I had to play goalie and not let the crazy people through the hotline to talk to Buddy D and like you had a call screen and you would talk to him before. Didn't he call those the squirrels? He's well, no, the squirrels could get through. It's the people that would be obscene or whatever. The squirrels were the squirrels were fine, but so you had to like talk to them. And like, figure out: Are they a regular caller? Are they a squirrel? Are they a person trying to get on air and make an ass of themselves? Uh, so that was the thing, and you only had like a minute to talk to them because the, the call board with Buddy D was just, you know, it would overflow every night, you know. Um, so it was it was a it was, a, it was a just skill that you had to, had to like uh, work on over over time. So uh, we got. Tor- Torrance he wants to speak Torrance, uh thoughts on the Saints coaching search
3: uh, I do have one question it's about the draft is there any one quarterback that you think can like Ben Roethlisberger rookie year keep it together mm. while the Saints are still competitive and then turn it over to him anyone in particular thanks yeah, for the question Torrance.
1: Andrew yeah, you go
0: I'm ahead well I, I don't know that they're is one in this class that so you're basically, I mean, and let's be honest like when Russell Wilson and, and Ben Roblesberger first started, they were very much game managers. And I actually think, like, I look at Matt Corral and Sam Howell, like, to me, those are unexciting quarterbacks that are not as good as Mac Jones, but like, they're probably the most likely to, like, I look at Carson Strong and Kenny Pickett, who, in my opinion, are the two. Best quarterbacks in this draft, I think they're, those guys are guns. Those guys are gunslingers. I mean, those guys have the arm to push it down the field, especially strong. They're both accurate. They're playmakers. So, like, I think with those guys, you're probably dealing with like best case scenario. It would be a Herbert situation where, like, pretty good in year one, and then by year two full go kind of thing right like that would be the best case scenario for those guys but I don't think either is maybe quite as good as Herbert but I think they could be really good quarterbacks in the league Uh, Malik Willis to me is a complete project and to me like you you don't draft him expecting him to really contribute much in year one maybe even year two you know he's kind of he's going to be an electric explosive player in the league his ceiling is maybe I mean I I hate to compare him to Lamar Jackson because that's just such a silly, like, you know, but, but, but that, I mean, that, that, that's, he's an explosive playmaker. And so that, that that could be, but his throws are so off platform every time. It's just going to take work to get him there. So he's kind of like the complete opposite of Mac Jones. Right. Um, So I don't know that I would say that there's a quarterback in this class. that's like a Mac Jones where you feel like he's polished. He's ready to go. There, where he doesn't maybe have as much upside, like you're going to get pretty much what you can expect right off the bat. Um, but I do think like the ceiling for a guy like e- even Willis, but, but certainly Pickett and Strong is much much higher than Mac Jones.
1: Well, and the final thing, Torrance, is and thanks thanks for chiming in. Is um, I just think the Saints, the success of the rookie quarterback really, really depends on the roster. Like if the Saints – if they bring – if they somehow bring back Armstead, right, and you have a healthy offensive line and you have Kamara and uh, Ingram gets healthy and you get like one more magical year out of Ingram and Thomas comes back, That's a then, lot of,
0: that's already a, a lot of
1: That's a lot of Fs, right? But if you have most of that happen, then you can have a quarterback – that you're like, hey, dude, just don't turn it over. We're going to run the ball down team's throats. We're going to play awesome defense with Dennis Allen. You got, a, you got a shot at it, I think. You know? Um, so it depends. Yeah. I'll say this. Pick, I don't think Pickett's going to be the coach. But I think there's a – there. if Pickett falls to, like, pick seven, the Mickey Loomis YOLO trade flag goes up and we are in a – a trade warning level five because I, I think the picket. Because if picket gets to seven to 10, then you can give him the twenty twenty three first, first, and boom, you're there and you, you can get him. So we'll have to see. The interesting thing, too, at quarterback, we, we, we
0: got JP on here, right? Okay,
1: JP, go ahead.
2: Oh, I, I was, I wanted to hear what Ralph had to say.
1: Oh. <laughs> No, I I think um, I think it's interesting. JP, who who at quarterback would make you drive your car in a ditch if you heard it as breaking news in your car for the Saints at quarterback for a trade or or just a signing?
0: I mean, uh, um, cousins.
1: <laughs> oh my! God.
0: Would you rather Kirk Cousins or Jimmy Garoppolo? Gun to your head.
1: That's tough. Probably. I would have probably Cousins because Cousins is so risk averse. I feel like if the Saints could play good def could play good defense, it might not be a disaster with Cousins. Jimmy G would be a disaster with the Saints.
2: You know, apparently Jimmy G was pretty badly injured towards the end of the year. So I might give him a little bit of a pass. But still, I i mean, can we can we find some Division Three rookie? I mean, we still
0: have <laughs> E.M. Book. Wouldn't we rather have Book than Cousins or Jimmy G? You know, I thought that until I saw the Dolphins game. And, and I know <laughs> I – you know, I, I, I swore I would never hold that game against him for all the reasons that – you know. But, uh, God, that start was so bad. I mean – All right, well, uh, guys, look –
2: the Super Bowl is in two Sundays, and I, I I don't know if I can watch it. I I can't take it because we can't have the Rams win that game.
3: No, <laughs> I think I, I don't know. I,
2: I just I just I think I'm going to get off social media. I may quit watching the NFL forever. I just I can't have the Rams win that game.
1: Yeah, McVeigh is people that get him coffee are still getting jobs. Apparently, the Vikings are going to hire the Rams' offensive coordinator.
2: And, and so. I don't get it. I, I I just I I just don't get it. So all right, thanks guys. Y'all okay, thanks. Job. thanks. Thanks, JP. You no, know, Thank you. you
0: know I I think it's uh, there's you see them make all these moves, right? Get Odell Beckham, trade for Von Miller. Uh, yeah, give a give up all their draft picks for uh, for Ramsey. And man, I just feel like Sean Payton is famous for for saying this line, and it's that. When you win a Super Bowl, all your decisions are confirmed. Basically, it, it proves right every decision that you've made yeah. right up to that point where you win a Super Bowl. That's right. So I just feel like that will crystallize McVeigh and and moving from St. Louis to Los Angeles, the great city of Los Angeles, and, and you know, like it, the whole thing is going to make me want to puke. Yeah, so I'm same. with you, JP. Like it's already gotten to this point; it's already sickening enough. But if they can get their guts ripped out at the finish line, I can live with that.
1: Yeah, it would be great if they got jobs. Like, like if Cincinnati would get like a fifth down to win the Super Bowl.
0: That, I mean, that would be the best case scenario, honestly. Yeah, because like, I, you... I, I would actually prefer a scenario where they unjustly win this, lose the Super Bowl. <laughs> Like that's kind of like it's kind of like the Bomani Jones thing that he was saying. Yeah,
1: it doesn't, it doesn't have to be legitimate. We don't we no. don't want it, we don't want it to be legit. I actually we...
0: prefer that it's
3: legitimate.
1: <laughs> the
0: maximum pain, anger, and sorrow, and all of it that it causes the three dudes that are Rams fans in the world. Like, I want that.
1: Here's the thing that's crazy about this Super Bowl. You have Matt Stafford and Joe Burrow. Whoever wins that game gets to say, bleep you, I won the Super Bowl, I'm legend forever. Because if it's Joe Burrow, he will have taken Ed Ogeron, a.k.a. the Cajun Muppet, to a national title. And he will have dragged Zach Taylor to a Super Bowl victory. He's just legend forever. If Matt Stafford wins, he's probably going to Canton. So, like... it's one of those things where like it affects ever like makes it's like it's like being a mob. It's like you become made, made, um, made a made guy.
0: I'm with JP. I want the Bengals to win this game so bad. So bad. but two, two things about this game that kind of a a I just want to say this about Matt Stafford. Like he's totally inoffensive to me. Like I don't <laughs> mind him. I kind of <laughs> like him as a quarterback. Like it's very, very annoying to me that the Rams got him. And that, like, you can't he's hate now stuck. He's stuck on this team that I have to hate. So, like, I hate him by extension. But, like, but I don't hate Matt Stafford. So, it's kind of annoying to me that Stafford's their quarterback. The second thing is, man, this Bengals offensive line. I'm, wor- I'm worried that Aaron Donald is going to have double digit sacks in this game alone.
1: It might be. Would Caesar Ruiz, Would he be the worst starting offensive lineman on the Bengals? No. <laughs> Their tackles were so. And bad. let me tell
0: you something else, Ralph. <laughs> you know that run that uh, Cam Jordan is on? Yeah, eight and a half sacks in four games. You're like I just, Donald's going to do that in one game.
1: I mean, I mean,
0: here's the thing. I almost, I almost called him Sam Darnold. So that's, that's Sam.
1: Sam I mean. Darnold. The thing is, Kansas City's pass rush wasn't great. So even when they got up 20, twenty-one to three, they couldn't unleash, dude. If the Bengals fall behind the Rams. Vaughn Miller and Curt, Curt, curtains, Like, good night. The thing that the Cincinnati really needs to do, it sounds kind of counterintuitive. They need to actually go like empty and just spread the Rams out and throw the ball all over the place. Um, But we'll see. We got time to talk about the Super Bowl. Guys, thanks for joining us on the Twitter Twitter spaces. We're going to try to do this if not every week, every other week during the offseason, but we'll try to keep it going. And hey, support the saints happy hour if you become a patron you get the discord you get awesome swag and people andrew they email me they dm me they say ralph i hate your stupid ads that you run during the show patrons they have a custom rss feed they get podcast no ads